Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the second season of CKX Questions. My name is Alexander Dirksen, and I'm the Director of Programs and Community Accountability at CKX. The central question for this season, how do we mobilize to build just futures together, has taken on new urgency amidst these uncertain times. As we begin this season, it is my sincere hope that this episode finds you and your loved ones healthy and safe. In this first episode of the season, I sit down with Roop Sidhu, an interdisciplinary artist and community builder who shared thoughtfully around the times in which we find ourselves and how compassion and creativity can help guide us towards the just futures we seek. Maybe the best place to start is as a, an amazing human of many talents. How would you best like to introduce yourself? My uh, full name is Rupinder Singh Sidhu, and most everybody knows me as either Rup or Ruby. I'm an interdisciplinary artist and um, just general person of the world that cares about uh, communities being healthy and in a good way. And also a dear friend. So I'm really fortunate to have this time with you today. And it's not our usual approach, which is enjoying some delicious coffee, one of our favorite coffee shops. Indeed, today. indeed. But <laughs> in these you times... Have coffee right now? I do, I do. I, um, I also do. <laughs> so we are, we are enjoying this from afar. This is, Excellent. This is good. That might be a starting point for our conversation, is just that yeah, when we first started talking about sharing this dialogue together, it was a very different time. And very different time. It, it feels like a, a very long time ago. Maybe just starting there with what has this moment meant for you? What has been sort of shifting, changing? What are you sitting with around this really uncertain and difficult time? Yeah. Well, when I think of my life as a musician, it has definitely uh, seen a lot of interruption. I was supposed to be on a month-long tour. Uh, in fact, right now, I'm supposed to, I was supposed to be playing some shows on the island and then headed out to Ontario at the end of the month. And obviously, none of that will be happening. You know, for good reason, of course. I completely understand. It's, I would rather not make a living doing that right now and have people be healthy. And, you know, sitting with myself a lot and, like, looking at, what's been kind of gearing and steering my life and what are the things that after this are going to be as I, you know, continually hear a phrase of um, things getting back to normal. And I'm just not sure that that's going to be the case at this point. Like what, what normal meant because what normal meant was like a climate crisis. It really feels like there's a, this pandemic of us having to, in our homes, but at the same time, globally, we've been facing this, what I would describe as a pandemic when it comes to climate change. And, you know, this may be shifting our individual worlds right now, and the larger issues of climate change are going to be shifting our worlds for years to come. So I'm, uh, I'm really kind of cognizant of what this idea of returning to normal would be. Don't get me wrong, I can't wait to have coffee with you and maybe, you know, sit in a restaurant and enjoy some food with some friends. But um, I'm also like very internally in that world of thinking. And of course, you know, one of the things that this has allowed, I think, in the daily practices, me and my partner are cooking our 
food a lot more and that brings in a lot more time for prayer and like being able to sit and think about the people we love and do our little spirit offerings up to up to the folks that are on the front lines of this and of course the 7 p.m rally call is one of those things that is a highlight of the day also feels like this fantastic release of connecting with the neighborhood connecting with people around so there's a lot i'm sitting with right now (laughs) there's so much there to just unpack and explore and i think maybe just starting with i was really struck just by the framing just around returning to normal you know wondering when we talk about normal as you said there's so much weight behind that in terms of what that actually implies but just for you what within that normal what is it that you want to see us let go of or shift or move away from and then similarly what is it within that that you really want us all collectively be fighting for or to be nurturing well i think some interesting things have come up because of this right like when we look at some of the basic ideas like a universal basic income i have lots of friends down south in the states and this idea of uh, healthcare actually means and taking care of taking care of citizens and then taking care of vulnerable citizens I'd really love it if like we just had an annual thing that wasn't a pandemic that was just like, hey world, let's just chill out right now. Let the let let the Earth's biosystems just like have a break from human impact. Because we see all these various stories of like folks seeing blue sky for the first time in a long time, canals in Venice being clear, all these various different things. And that's just us lessening the impact of the human world. So that's, you know, I think ties also in with what we're talking about before with like the climate crisis happening right now, uh, simultaneously, that if that was something that we all look to achieve, we're very much moved into a socialist state right now. And if we can just drop a little capitalism behind, I think we, we would be in a good place. Um, but as we're we're saying, this is also unfortunately like bringing up things like disaster capitalism and and folks in power that are of the old elk of fossil fuels and various different things charging our world that they're really taking advantage of this situation right now, and it just feels highly immoral and really kind of disgusts me. We still have the continuation of the coastal gasoline pipeline, the Trans Mountain Pipeline, and workers in close proximity. And our government is allowing that to happen while telling everybody else to stay at home. And that, and really, what they're doing is putting our frontline folk in more risk and our most vulnerable in more risk by continuing these fossil fuel projects. When we see that, like oil prices are just plummeting. As we were talking before around what just futures are going to look like and how we're going to implement and mobilize towards them. Mobilizing that can happen right now uh, is definitely more of an online, more of an online face. But uh, I'm, I'm curious what you would see kind of being catalysts out of what we're looking at right now moving forward. What areas do you see people having new opportunities to mobilize around? I think for me, there's there's a couple of fronts. I think, firstly, for all folks that are looking to particularly push back against the existing system, and I think particularly the ex- existing political system, where for so long, on so many fronts, organizers and activists have been told time and time again from those in political power, oh, that's just not possible. 
right? We can't possibly shift or change that in that timeline to that degree. And you're seeing now in in a moment of crisis, but in a in a moment where our politics is nevertheless still running as per normal in, in regards to folks coming together and drafting legislation and passing legislation, you've seen how quickly the system can move, right? How we yeah. can quickly mobilize and have what is what is in all intents and purposes a, a pilot of universal basic income roll yeah, out in a matter of weeks, right, across the country. And so I think that in itself is really potent. Yeah, and, and a moment of crisis, right? And, and again, because this one has disrupted the economy as is, they'll consider it a crisis. When we have things like climate change, which is literally going to affect our entire planet moving forward, they still keep on making these super long-term goals. So I think you're right that way, that we've now seen that like this kind of mobilization can happen quickly. You know, as you said, we are, we are not going to be, there's no normal to return to, mm-hmm. right? And I think when we frame it in that way, and that really this this moment of crisis is really a bit of a reckoning or a bit of a wake up call as to you know where we are in terms of pushing you know our systems and each other to the brink. Um, you know there is yeah there's no normal to return to. So in light of that, where do we where do we go? I think of this on a few different levels, right? When I when I think about the individual, I just think about as meeting basic human rights for everybody and us really putting an effort into that it seems simple but to like make sure people are housed and they're fed and have clean drinking water like that in and of itself is like should be such a such a priority it's appalling that we have indigenous communities that have been on boil water advisories for like over a decade and so many communities that don't have access to clean drinking water blows my mind. Like, especially in this time when we're like asked to wash our hands and do all these things that just like amplifies those, those um, inequities, really amplifies the inequities right now. Ideally, those that are in leadership start to look at our food systems after this and start to think about, okay, where are the vulnerabilities in that chain? I would also take that to migrant farmers who are out there laboring for us right now, and that we should start to think about what citizenship means. I mean, they're feeding us. That sounds like they deserve citizenship to me. There's so many levels levels to it, of this. I, I, maybe I'll just kind of continue along this uh, along this train, but I feel like with with these little switches and shifts, we can start to really make sure that those basic human rights start to become a priority as well as looking towards what our human rights are moving forward or what are human rights for generations to come. As we're doing this dreaming, you know, mm-hmm. I'd really love to hear what is the role of creativity and artistic expression and yeah, what what does that look like for you in in this work? Uh, let's go with creativity first, because I actually separate that from artistic expression. I think creativity exists within everybody, uh, and it can show up in a bunch of different ways. And we're talking about uh, creative problem solving skills. 
now has there's never been a better time to flex those skills bringing creativity out of all of our people essentially at this point is what's kind of required for us to move forward in the best possible way so creativity i think is one of those things that everybody needs and everybody needs to be flexing uh, right now you know one of the ways that we can train those is definitely through artistic practice and that doesn't mean that i think everybody needs to be a a professional artist by any means but i think the idea of finding forms of creative expression i think really unlock parts of our brain uh and unlock the idea of possibility i think one of the things that really strikes me about your work is just how creativity and artistic expression really merge and weave so beautifully with ideas of, of social change and of community building and and all of these things and so what has creativity you know unlocked for you in in your life and your journey Man, I think at a fundamental place when I really didn't have it, it unlocked hope. And again, the idea of possibility that there was more than what I could perceive in the here and now. Like I can really see back to that, that, that teenager that didn't have that before and then, and then found something. And really it just was like, I'm going to explore this. And had you asked my teenage self, if my life was going to turn out like this, definitely definitely would not have been able to expect it you know started music way later in life and now it's like a central pillar of my existence just because felt so right it just resonated in this point that that pushed me in this direction of curiosity as well so i think like hope curiosity starting to understand and wanting to learn and understanding that learning happens everywhere uh, as a young person, because, uh, uh, you know, I'm the child of immigrant parents. Uh, I was getting those 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 good grades at school and, and had scholarships. And for them to hear that I wanted to be an artist was uh, definitely a hard pill to swallow for a number of years. Uh, <laughs> they've come around, they've come around, they've come around. But it also very much gave me the ability to follow my convictions. And what I knew held true in my life, I'll shout out one of my uh, mentors in my life, name of uh, Charlie Murphy, may he rest in peace. He had said something to me in my uh, kind of mid-20s that has always resonated with me, is just find a place where your passion meets your purpose. And, and that is what I've been lucky enough to be able to do, because I'm not sure who's ever had this kind of job before. Uh, he's one of the few people that I saw of an older generation that was doing this interesting weaving of artistry with uh, community and personal development. Yeah, thankfully, it took, uh, took me uh, under his uh, mentorship and just was uh, gracious and so giving with me and uh, allowing me to fail and then pull understanding from that failure. And that to me is always like a, a great sign of somebody who really cares about you. Yeah, now I find myself in this interesting crux of uh, arts and social and environmental justice. And like, that's kind of like the center point of my life and things weave around it in different ways and balance and 
uh, different ways, depending on like literally the month or the week that I'm working. Cause no single week of my work life has looked the same in over 20 years. As you're just describing, you know, just a, a small little sliver of that journey and, and also just what those weeks look like and, or don't look like week upon week as, as they continue to ebb and change. I think you're in a really interesting position as, as we're thinking about dreaming of, of something next in terms of just how you've woven all of this together and just wondering from, from your experience and, and from where you're, you're sitting right now, like what, what from this journey so far are you carrying with you into this, this next chapter or this next phase of things? Lessons that you've learned or, or things that you've come across that you feel like are particularly resonant or, or relevant now for yourself or for all of us as we're kind of stepping into this new uncharted territory? I think one of the fundamentals of my life that I'd, I'd like to mention right now is the idea of seva. And for those that don't uh, know what that means of uh, giving of selfless services and, and is one of the central tenets to uh, being sick or seek. And um, that for me is one of the things where I've re- seen even in this time where I'm at home and I'm trying to explore my own things. And then there's a few folks that, um, that are dear ones that have compromised immune systems and uh, we're getting supplies that they need. And in those acts of service is when I, where I feel the most purpose and I've felt the most purpose in the last couple of weeks, for sure. My creativity when I'm here, like as far as for me personally, nurtures me and I hope to create things that nurture and inspire other people through that. But really a central tenet to what I've learned and what I know moving forward is this idea of seva and what satisfaction is not the right word. Uh, Fulfillment maybe is. It brings a certain fulfillment to our lives to, to move that into the world and to act for, and to move from that place is what my hope is and my constant reminder and my constant learning is in and around that and using that as a, as a central tenant and a central learning space for myself. Thank you for sharing. I think that's just such a, such a powerful framing for what we all need to be thinking of and, and leading with is, is that idea of selfless service. The world needs so much more of that right now and, and moving forward. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and in these cases, when it's been brought to humanity, like it's a beautiful thing we're doing. We're all staying home for our most vulnerable so that we don't affect our most vulnerable. And again, I just want to send a huge shout out to all the folks that are on the front lines and required to be there to, you know, sell us our food, to be at the hospitals, working with, working with folks, all the folks on those, on the various front lines and just like I have the utmost admiration for. And I would say that one of the things that's made me really question well being at home was like, Oh yeah. Essential service. Hey, I was like, Never, there hasn't been a time more poignant than now than we see what essential service is. And within that, definitely out in the, in the world, we see 
like all these frontline workers in our care systems, in our food systems, really working, working for us and, and upholding society really at this point. And then when we get to, into our homes, it's like art's really doing an amazing job for us. Those of us that are like listening to music, watching movies, reading books, that's where I start to see the essential value of art as well. It's about giving our, these various levels of existence meaning. And so it's both made me question what my career choices have been and then reaffirm them as well. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to question it some more in this time because <laughs> I, I got time to do that right now. Um, but I start to see that piece of art being an essential part of our lives as well. And as a creative person, as somebody that flexes the creative muscles regularly, are you finding that you are able to tap into the headspace, heart space to be creating in this time and to be imagining in this time? Is that something that's still kind of coming to you as, as we move through this period? It definitely has been harder. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It, uh, to, to start with, it felt like I was just kind of dealing with the kind of uh, dumpster fire that like, essentially was, <laughs> was uh, you know, my life and my work at the beginning of this. And more recently, I'm, I'm able to lean in a little bit more and find those, uh, the, the creative places in myself of expression and idea and imagination are, are starting to be more and more uh, present. Uh, and I'm just trying to flex them all a little bit, little bit more, uh, but also being gentle with myself and trying to get the productive brain to stop, but allow the inspiring brain to be there. <laughs> and do you have any tips on that front for <laughs> folks? Cause I know everybody's really, I've found myself in this, this period of, really trying to unlearn and, and sort of deprogram those parts of my brain that say we need to find ways of continuing to do all the things that we did before just from the confines of our home. So how are you moving through that space? Uh, be okay with it not happening perfectly and, and let go of the idea of perfect and allow yourself to screw up. Look at clouds for a while. It's... Uh, especially with the short distance screening <laughs> that we that we do these days, let your let your eyesight drift. Uh, if you have a meditation or a prayer practice, lean in. Uh, try and try and do it before the clutter of the day starts, so that you can just be with you and your inner world. And that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, and again, I'm not I'm not doing that all the time. I'm failing at it, but that's. The, that's what the resonant voice inside me tells me is right. Also, in this time where you might have some more time, try something new. Maybe find an online class and just explore whether it's learning an instrument, maybe doing some creative writing, some singing. Tomorrow morning, I'm doing a poetry workshop with a friend of mine through a community building artworks. They have all sorts of incredible offerings that they're giving online. And read some poetry. It doesn't take much time and is there for you. If you're thinking of somebody, pick up the phone and call them. You have the time right now. 
extend care out into the world and and compassion out into the world when you're doing your hopefully once every couple of weeks shop look at people in the eyes thank them connect with connect with folks like make make where you live feel like a community those would be my tips <laughs> those are great <laughs> and and maybe just continuing on on that thread just anything else you want to give a shout out to big up to again to all of our people on the front lines doing all the good work pray for compassion and uh to be the main guide for all of those that are holding power also a big shout out to all the folks that are working with our most vulnerable members of society and that continue to do this work through the worry of being sick really just hold people in a high high and beautiful respect and uh last question for you is just the one that i always close with which is just what's on what's on your bookshelf for sure i am presently reading an incredible graphic novel on Thelonious monk uh that one's fantastic me and laura are taking our sweet time with emergent strategies and there's always rumi and hafiz very close by to stretch a hand out to to read a quick poem just to lift the spirits oh and i just received a gift in the mail from an incredible author named arthur flowers i've had a chance to collaborate with him on some live shows but he just uh, sent us his latest book check out all of his books cuz he's a brilliant storyteller griot from the hoodoo tradition uh in the states there big shout out to him that was a really great timing amazing Well, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you. I always get so much energy from our chats and while well, I I miss uh the the face to face and the uh sharing of of delicious coffees at our our favorite cafe. Uh, shout shout out to Revolver. <laughs> We've never missed Nazi. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, uh thank you so much for this and and uh just for for sharing so beautifully and uh, all of your your thoughtful reflections. Uh thank you so much. Thanks for having me. A heartfelt thank you to Rube for opening this season of CKX Questions in such a beautiful way. For more information about Rube's work, please visit the CKX Questions website or rubeloops.com. CKX Questions is a podcast from CKX. Community Knowledge Exchange. The intro and outro music for CKX Questions is the song Good Vibes from none other than this episode's guest. Be sure to check out the link in the show notes to support his amazing work. Until next time, take care and let's take care of each other.